Welcome to episode 51 of Game Dev with a Shot of Jameson. My name is Jameson Durrell, and I'm a gaming designer with 20 years of experience, and I like to help people learn more about video game development. Today, we're going to talk about Gamescom 2021. I'm joined by Will Fitzgerald, who's a senior game designer at High Res Studios. We talk about our own live reaction and discussion of new game trailers, and then also what we're excited about with each. Don't forget you can join the conversation live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern over at twitch.tv forward slash Jamison Doral. There's a link in the show notes if you want to come get your questions answered live next time. But for now, let's get this episode started. How you doing, buddy? Fantastic. How are you, sir? That's great. I am quite well. Quite well. I am digging the new job. Really, really enjoying the stuff I'm doing. Um, can't complain. I'm busy, but good busy. How about you? Same. Yeah. Living the dream. Nice. That's what I like to hear. So I have set, I've got about 10 different, um, uh, what are they called? Trailers. That's what they're called <laughs> from Gamescom pulled up in uh, no particular order, but I think it will be fun for us to look at each of these. I have not watched any of them yet, so there'll be a bit of you know, reaction on my side and, uh, we'll take a look and then we can talk about the hotness. How's that sound to you? Sounds great. Anything on your mind as we lead into this? Um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's a few things that I'm pretty excited about. I'll call them out as we get there. You know, the, I think the coolest thing to just say right now, and of course we'll dig into it more later was just seeing the new vision for saints row, right? Mm -hmm. It's, um, I think it's, it's very, it's very intelligent. 2021 version of what that ip could be and i'm excited to see more yeah me too that, i'm sorry that is one trailer i did watch i guess but <laughs> so yeah. that one won't be a live reaction i'm gonna do this first shot that i have redeemed real quick you drinking anything tonight you just on the water just water i can respect that i have coffee and water as well word all right. Yeah, he does have a spacious room there. Is this a um, third floor room for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... What a, uh, uh, yes, it is my third floor. Nice. <laughs> very, very fortunate to have landed here. Yeah, that is uh, that is a dope space. I can't wait to see it. We need to work on uh, me coming up there before too long. Yeah. All right. So I haphazardly put together a screen for us to see this stuff. So this is going to be our first test of if it works or not. Sweet. All right. Looks like it's going okay. We're going to start off with some Halo Infinite. Oh, Clever Dingbad just came back in for 19 months. My man. Welcome, buddy. Good to see you. All right. First trailer. Here we go. This is a multiplayer trailer, isn't it? I think. Um, or maybe not. Something about multiplayer is announced after this. Ah, gotcha. To fight, to win, to be a Spartan. Yeah, it's nice to just see this aesthetic again. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've got friends that have been working really hard on this. So oh, yeah? See it in this form. Nice. And together. Together, we are unstoppable. Candidates. Wow. So, man. So, what did they um, what did they announce at the end of that? So, you know, uh, for a while over the summer, we were as players expecting there to be the major features and systems missing from the launch. Mm. And um, as I recall, one of the leadership uh, came out. I'm blanking on the name and uh, confirmed. I want to say that the co-op. The co-op version of the campaign will be there at launch. Oh, okay. Nice. Which is very good news. Yeah. Because, like, speaking for myself, and I imagine there are tons of people like me here, I'm the kind of person that has stood in line at a midnight release for every Halo from, from beginning to end so far. Interesting. And then, you know, you rush back home, you pop it in, you uh, sync up with whoever you're playing with that night, and then you do a cooperative campaign on Legendary difficulty immediately <laughs> and you go through that right so um i'm glad to know that we'll be able to do it again nice you and i have very different styles when it comes to new games <laughs> yeah um so i'm curious uh, is it four player co-op i haven't paid enough attention to know i i would be shocked if it was not four player it's yeah. got to be four player and they traditionally have had at least two sp or split screen couch co-op right have they have they not in the past I'm trying to remember. As I recall, there's always been a split screen feature. Like maybe there was some funniness where that wasn't true with Halo Four or Five. Maybe I don't really remember that as a negative. So yeah, I'm pretty sure they've had it. I think that's something that, as an industry, we we aren't doing enough of these days. Is that yeah. true couch co-op? So I, I get it. I get why. Right? Like you want all the resources to go into one, you know, one player's view and and pack it with all the the goodness. Man, yeah. that's uh, that's interesting. So I did not play Halo Four or Five, and so my my Halo experiences. Like the last one I played was Reach. Was Reach was Reach after ODST, and ODST and Reach Correct. were the last ODST two. ODST was a standalone expansion for three, and then Reach was after. Yeah. So that's the ones, the last ones that I've I've played. I need to fix that, and I intend to fix that with this. Actually, I probably should go back and play the the Master Chief Collection too. 
play through but, them all. They've got a really cool playlist system where you'll get additional like achievements and awards and stuff for playing. Well, literally, I think they're called playlist in the MCC. But basically, there's one that just is play it all. Basically, nice. I've I've been going through a lot of Master Chief Collection recently. In fact, yeah, I've I've played through three ODST, four and Reach since those were all four player versions on PC, and uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. Nice. So aside from the, you know, what you described as far as you know the 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 jumping in with your friends doing a legendary playthrough, legendary playthrough. What what about this trailer like really struck with you? Is there anything in particular that stood out that excited you? Yeah, so <clears throat> Halo games in general have always uh, pushed forward, in my opinion, this aesthetic of of like hope for the future, right? And that I, I think this cinematic delivered that as well as any other, right? Especially seeing that character evolve into becoming one of them uh, due to the inspirations that she experienced there. So. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's nice to see the consistency there. It all it's always heartwarming and feels good. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you know the the brutes got their moment and then were adequately handled by Spartan forces. So that's charming. Um, you know, I'm excited to see more of the less popular side of stuff. You know, I'm, I'm excited to see if there's a flood presence or other um, species presence. So uh, there's so much potential in this last uh, arc of the story. So. Yeah, yeah, you should totally play up to five, and and we'll <laughs> we could dig deep on that. All right. <laughs> Someone's brought up your Illidan statue. <laughs> you got yeah. nice stuff in the background, that's for sure. I got to take another shot now too. This is gonna make things interesting. Excellent. Do you have a next game that you would prefer us to watch? Anything on your mind that you're you're jonesing to talk about? We could we could kind of roll by genre like Call of Duty Vanguard's pretty exciting in some ways. Now the one I found for that's like nine and a half minutes long. Is that the right one? Uh, yeah, I think it was that long. Um, <clears throat> we certainly don't have to watch. We can just talk about stuff too. But before we move on, <clears throat> I just want to point out one of the things that's been in the Halo Infinite media that I I fear a lot of people haven't noticed yet is just the the power of the Forge when it comes Forge being you know their uh, content editing tool mm -hmm. and um, you know in one of their previous twitch streams many many weeks ago now uh, they were showing off its scripting power and all that and so i'm just i'm way more excited to see the user generated content from halo infinite than i am the actual campaign i mean the campaign is going to be amazing and i'm looking forward to it but <laughs> yeah just seeing what any random person comes up with and seeing which of those catch fire and possibly even what new genres may be born from this tool is really exciting yeah, I didn't even hadn't even thought about that much. That's interesting. Yeah. I will be in there for sure. All right. Yeah, I, it's not like you ever mod anything, so I don't know, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'll be curious to see what you while, do. Though. Now, does it have can you play mods on the Xbox or is that PC only? Uh you can access forge content on the Xbox, yes. Nice. That's great. That's Yeah. I really like that that's becoming a thing. Yeah, it's been really cool, both them. I mean, there's probably others that I don't know about or I'm not thinking about, but between the Halo team and, like, the Bethesda team and some Bethesda games, also supporting mods on console has just been a really cool step forward in content creation. In fact, that new version of Skyrim that's coming out um, in a few weeks, 
has like a ton of those mods bundled in together. That's really cool. Yeah. That's good. Nice. Um, let's, let's hold off on the Call of Duty one for a bit because that one's so long. Sure. I want to show something that, that I'm excited about. And this is, uh, <laughs> this is, this one's near and dear to my heart. Let's, let's check this one out. I've not seen this trailer yet. Oh yeah, this is sweet. I, I've been waiting for, ever since I heard about this game period. I was just like, I am in but now adding yeah. April is huge. Yeah, you know, it, it's a it's a good move. It's a classy move. It, it's respectful in all the right ways. You know, because I was sitting here not even thinking about that. I was sitting here watching this live thinking about, um, like, Shredder or someone, I guess, just uh, more obvious because right. I really want to play a Shredder person. But, um, yeah, seeing her was a breath of fresh air. I love it. Four-player. I, I hope it's a mix of online and couch. I mean, the couch part's easy, right? But... I'm sure it will be. This game would, yes. If any game did that, it should be this game. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, they're nailing it aesthetically. Uh, even the UI has modern UX sensibilities while retaining the aesthetic of like 25 years ago. Yeah, I am, man. I So the, first of all, the arcade version of this was, uh, let me back up even further. After Masters of the Universe, this was my jam as a kid. Like this is yeah. what I loved the most. So just the fact that now then that game on the arcade and was such a huge impact, you know, early on for me now seeing something like this is super huge. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah. And it's yeah, like no, early will. next year, right? Something like that. Um, I don't actually remember. That, that makes sense though. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder actually it might even, might even say when I get toward the end here. No, or not. Boo. Yeah, Turtles in Time was like one of my favorite games of the decade. Yeah, there were other great TMNT um, games too, but Turtles in Time was it for me. Yeah, man, it was so good. So good, man. I keep getting shots thrown at me. I've already had two. You're gonna sit over there and not drink anything. Correct. Not this <laughs> evening. <clears throat> you got more work to do after this. Um. <laughs> Nothing required, but there's some stuff that I'm pretty passionate about right now that I'm trying to dig into as much as I can. Yeah, I get that feel. Yeah, get that it's, it's wonderful too, right? Like, I it's so great to feel this way as a game designer, right? Like, you you want to put in the extra time to figure out the thing at the best quality you can. Yeah, that's uh the big difference between what people consider crunch or not, right? Like, that's that's not crunch to me. That's uh me wanting to put the time in to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I, I truly feel no additional fatigue from it. Like, I, yeah, it's, it's a joy. Well, when I'm working on what I want to work on, it's right, a joy, which is the case right now. So, now it's yeah. not good when it's like I had to sit in meetings all day, and in order to get the work done I want, now I have to do that afterwards. That's a different story. So, it's a different story. <laughs> Fortunately, I'm in a lot less meetings these days. Me too. And that's been awesome. Yeah, it it's really has way more of my time building things than I have over the last, you know, five to 10 years. So it's really nice. Yeah. I am excited. All right. Anything else about that one that you want to bring up or anybody in the chat? 
Yeah, I, personally, I just can't praise it enough. I think they're nailing it. I think they've got a great dev team behind it. They clearly know what they're doing. Um, they clearly played a lot of the previous ones and just really understand. They understand what a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle modern day beat em up should be. That's so, great. Yeah. And hopefully they make it in such a way that they can just continue to churn out content for years to come. Right. Because you don't really need to make like a sequel to that game. You just keep releasing more content. And I think that'll go pretty well. That's true. Levels, easy. New character, playable characters, easy. I mean, as far as we yeah, know, there's only the five. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there could even be more that we're, you know, that are behind the scenes right now. And I, I think they'll have a pretty deep roster of characters. I would hope so. I'm curious yeah. how, how quickly they'll double that out, right? Like... And what the incentive will be to play as a different character through the same game, you know, making those characters different enough that it feels good, but you know, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, that's a good call. I don't actually know any differences among them besides the look of the weapons. Yeah. Like even thinking of previous ones, I, I may just be completely blanking, but I don't recall any like roles or specializations or anything at all in those games. Yeah, I don't think I don't remember that being the case. I remember playing pretty similarly. Like they have an opportunity to change it up, right? So where each character does play a little bit different. Mm. But I guess we'll see. And also, I don't think in this new one we've seen a boss battle yet, have we? I don't. I don't remember seeing anything like that in the original trailer. Like I'm kind of sort of picturing like a Rocksteady and Bebop thing, but I'm uh, that could just be an old memory too. Uh, that that. Oh, you're right. I believe that was the case. And oh yeah, and the well in the originals, yeah, there were several, right? There was there was the Kang fight, there was those those guys, there was several of those, but we haven't seen anything in this new one, I don't think, yet. Yeah. I don't I don't remember for sure though. Somebody will probably prove me wrong in the chat. That's okay. Wouldn't be the first time I'm wrong about something. I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. So <laughs> that Bad is jokes. An excellent line. <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, that Streets of Rage 4, I've heard a lot of good things about. I just downloaded that on my Series X, and I need to give that a look. Yeah, very, no, it's, very, a, it's a very strong dev team. Yeah. Uh, wait, yeah, who's doing that? Like, there, there, there's so many games that I'm hopeful for that just, for one reason or another, had the wrong dev team. It's not like the game idea was bad or it couldn't have worked under other circumstances. So I like to call it out when it's a really good dev team. Yeah, that's good. Who who's working on it? I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, Doteku or Do Do Dotemu? Do Dotemu? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. All right. All right. I want to move on to a game that I'm I've heard good things about and it's up my alley, but I have not seen this yet. So I'm curious to see how this trailer turned out. Cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've got some thoughts on this one. I thought you might. <laughs> then they vanquish threats from beyond our stars. This is a new Marvel Midnight Suns game. Yeah, not Marvel XCOM. with Avengers that's already out. Right. So that's interesting immediately. Right when I saw this, I was like, oh, cool. It's like a, a big expansion to Avengers or something. I'm like, no, wait a minute. This is completely different like studio making a completely different game that's definitely going to target the same player base. Is it? This is... I mean, in my opinion, like most people that would buy Avengers would buy this, but 
Maybe. Maybe I'm dead alone. I, uh, this is more of an XCOM type game though, right? Mm. I guess I have to see it again. I only watched it the one time. I thought it was a bit more real time, but maybe not. I think this one's like the XCOM clone. At least that's what yeah, I, I mean, my assumption is. Well, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I think Firaxis is doing it, yeah. You know, that makes all the sense in the world, because when I saw Firaxis at the end of this, I was like, huh, they're entering a new genre. But no, I just completely missed it. This is totally XCOM style. Well, that's super cool. Okay, then you're right. Let me eat my words. It's not the same demographic. <laughs> uh, so well, you'll get the same life. from the people that like Marvel, right? You'll get a lot of that yeah, overlap, yeah. And, obviously. I mean, I will go crazy over this. I, like, I, I would rather play this genre than the genre that Avengers currently represents. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. So this will get my money. It's a, I don't know much about Midnight Suns. I haven't read that stuff. And I've heard people complaining about some of the changes they or the liberties they took with the characters themselves. But man, I this sounds like something I definitely want to see. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be very cool. I don't know anything about that, like, narrative either. Yeah. But it's an interesting roster. Like, I recognize most of them, and mm -hmm. that's just not a roster I ever knew existed. Yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> so when I when I heard about it, at first I thought I, I, didn't, I didn't know that Midnight Suns was a thing, right? Like, something, I figured they were just coming up with something for this. And then as I heard people talking about it, I was like, oh, okay, this is a, a thing I probably should even look into a little bit. Coming in March. I've been hearing a lot of things early next year. It sounds like it's going to be a busy time. Especially March. Everybody's got to get in that, get in before April 1st. That's right. <laughs> so all these games are probably going to get crunched to hell for oh, um, at, at worst mid-March release. <laughs> but Clever says there's a new Marvel character for this too. That's interesting. Yeah, I think the female in the middle is the new one. Yeah, I don't recognize her. She's the one I don't recognize. Yeah. That that's Blade that's on the right, isn't it? You said Blade. Yeah. 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 Interesting. <clears throat> uh, this looks like the four-player game, but I don't know. They didn't show any gameplay. Okay, so we haven't seen any gameplay. We just know who it's from and and what it's about. Got it. Okay, she's exclusive to this. Interesting. Well, we can probably rule out that this won't be a civilization clone. Right. By Rashford, so <laughs> the assumptions probably say if it's more XCOMI, but it would be cool if they, um, you know, explored other genres more too. Yeah. But this is like the perfect IP to put in an XCOM type world, right? Like it's, you know, character yeah. based and, you know, just think about like what you can do with these individual characters and the way that, and tactically thinking how you would, you know, have them interact with each other around the space. I think that's really, really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as someone who loves turn-based tactical games. Like that's, that is my, my favorite style. So I'll be really curious to see. And this is not, this is like a full on PC and Xbox type game, right? This isn't mobile or something. Correct. Okay, good. <laughs> I've had enough mobile with this kind of stuff right now. Yeah. There's only one mobile game that's still been holding my attention, but I've, I've almost, retired from being a mobile gamer myself i am in the same boat right now i am r really burning out on strike force and i'm i may yeah. i may be done pretty soon the um 
Final Fantasy Brave Exvius War of the Visions has been doing the Final Fantasy VII remake stuff. So Cloud and Aerith and Tifa and Barrett are all in there. So that brought me back. Yeah, I I think I've told you, I can only play one mobile game at a time, but I play them too much. And I I tried to keep up with uh, War of the Visions as well, but I just didn't have the the brain power to do both. Man, it, uh, it, uh, it, I'm now burning out. So what I did do is <clears throat> I downloaded uh, Final Fantasy Tactics on my phone. Yeah. So that's what I'm moving into. It's such a good port on mobile. Of all the Final <laughs> Fantasies ported to mobile, it's like the the one good one. It really is. It really is. And but being able to spin your camera 360 with touch controls instead of the 490 degree angles, which is not great on certain maps to yeah. begin with. Well, it does both. Uh, yeah, that, that game changer. Yeah, you can tap to do the four, you know, the four slots and then also take it, you know, so on your own. That's right. really nice. Up and down too. Like you can really, yeah. Yeah. Such a simple thing that's uh, so significant to that genre. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I might end up moving to playing it on my iPad instead, just because of, of screen size and ease of use. Uh, I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to look and see. I haven't decided for sure yet. Yeah, so on that point, I've played it on my Pixel 2 XL, which is, I think, like a 4-inch by 2-inch screen. And then one of my, uh, I've already forgotten my tablet, uh, the, the powerful Google Pixel thingy. Um, and anywho, I like it a lot more on my phone. Okay. The screen size for me on the tablet, I couldn't hold it anymore in my hands, kind of like a controller. Oh. And so, you know, holding it at more width, I'm like, that's okay. But then I'm trying to reach, and the UI is kind of more in the middle of the screen. It's not all out yep. at the edge. You're right. So anyway, it's just kind of a pain for me to reach all the way over a bunch. So I just went back to my phone. So I think I probably would do like a, you know, like the, the strap hand on the back to hold the pad and then use the right hand to do everything. You know, okay. so that way I would be able to kind of touch everything the way I want. But I don't know. I, I think I agree with what you're saying. That That is kind of my concern is being able to do it easily, which on the phone, which I always have with me, it plays really, really well. Yeah. Original Sin 2 runs on iPad? I did not know that. Huh. That's interesting. There's a lot of CRPGs that made it to mobile. Yeah. Well, speaking of mobile, do you see the, the pixel remasters of the Final Fantasy games? Yes. So the, they've got three of them released, and four, which is my favorite of the regular series, is coming out soon, like later this month. So I'm tempted by that, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play through them all. I've got a good friend that also let me know they were going to play through them all, so I figured I'll uh, make sure to do the same so we can like talk about it as we go. Nice. That sounds like a plan. Yeah, let me know when you start that. I might do that as well. Yeah, you know, it's, it, it, it's like a little Final Fantasy book club, if you That's will. right. You know, to, <laughs> you know, especially the early ones that are significantly uh, less complex. Yeah. I think it'll be fun to discuss the simplicity of the age and all that, too. Yeah, I want to play five again, just because it, you know, it introduced the job system, and yeah. and I only got to play a little bit of it because when I was trying to, there was only the the like ROM, you know, local or people had done their own translation of it type thing. So now that I could get I access to it and really do it, I need to do that. Yeah, yeah, five. I five was among my least favorite, but that's like. 15, 20 years ago, Will. Right, Will's right, opinion. exactly. So I should totally, that's what I'm looking forward to playing through them all again to see how I feel about them all now. Because like you said, introducing the job system, that w- that is beyond iconic for the Final Fantasy franchise now. Right. And for that to be where it was born is really cool. And this, the story I was just not getting me at the time, but uh, 
They probably will this time around. Good old Bart's, right? <laughs> Isn't that the one he was in? Is it Bart's in five? I think so. Yeah. I believe yeah, you're so. You're probably right. Yeah, I, I think so. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see. What's next? All right, let's do it. Let's go on to the Saints Row. We got to talk about this. There's probably a lot we can talk about with this one. I'll take this shot. Yeah, like there's a there's a subtle classiness to this entire aesthetic. That's just oh, I can't praise enough. I don't have the right vocabulary for it, but it yeah, classiness is the closest I'm going to get. There's just an elegance to it that I think is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it still has that slight exaggeration. You know that that yeah. like that the larger lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Like even down to you know the color palette itself and the you know the shape of the faces of the characters and stuff. It's it's definitely Saints Row, you know. Right. Yeah, let's do it. Great. Whenever you're ready, Kevin. What do you guys thinking for dinner tonight? I love that character. Artists have always kicked ass. Yes. Like that's just yeah, always been a pleasure. I gotta admit that one of the things I'm most interested in. Is a lot of the the people that were key to the original games aren't there anymore, so I'm curious to see kind of how they, you know, how this turns out, you know, with with a lot of that, those people no longer attached to the project. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, so far so good, right? And having Brian Traficanti as the creative director is yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> One of my good favorite name. people. Yeah, there is a lot of charm in this aesthetic. I agree. The thing I've always liked most about Saints Row is it's everything that's happening is very serious, but it doesn't feel serious. So yeah, like, and, and that's an art to like yeah. convey your game that way. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I'm also going to be really curious to see how many, if any, former characters show up in, you know, in an, in a cameo form. I think they're getting away from it. I think this is a clean slate, but we'll see. I, if, yeah, if I were there, I would have pushed for a clean slate. Yeah. Um, they're great characters by all means, but let them live in the games that they, you know, help make successful. I agree. Maybe, you know, I, I might look into, well, can we build like a museum in town? And can we kind of like, I don't know, have the characters in statue form? I, there might be something clever there, but. Yeah, someone to give homage. Yeah. And I'm sure there'll yeah. be a lot of those little nods too. At least I would hope so. Yeah. Hey, asshole. Get the fuck away from my friend. <laughs> Marshall. So the thing that's really interesting to me, I can't remember if it's this one that shows it or if there was another trailer that showed it. Um, oh, February, man, end of February. Oh, that's going to be such a rough time next year. 
gotta get that fiscal year, dude. Yeah, for real. Well, that's like gonna be every date we see almost. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I can only imagine, especially the publicly traded video game companies, all trying to um, just land still in the work from home situation. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> that is true. Like on one hand, great, more people played games, so numbers went up. That's cool. But on the other hand, the people making those games are up against an even greater challenge to deliver. So, yeah. That is true. You know, I, the good news is, I think as an industry, we've shown we can work in a pandemic. We can work from home. We can be at least close to productive. For I think for some of us, even more productive than we were before. Um, Absolutely. So that's a great sign. Um, but man, I'm really curious, really curious for this one. And I can't wait to see. The, the thing that I was talking about is they're in the desert, right? So that is a lot of potential, depending on how much desert terrain that they do, that's going to be new. That's going to be new for Volition. And I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see how, how that goes. Yeah, no, there's a lot of opportunity there with um, vehicle stuff, right? Vehicle features in particular, almost yeah. like a Mad Maxi style. And, you know, GTA uh, 5, really GTA Online, um, that map, that core map they've used has a lot of non-city landscape that I think has served that title really well. Yeah. So I think it's smart for Saints Row to follow it. I agree. And it's something that when, when I was there, we talked about a lot. And, you know, when we were doing the, the, the year we spent on looking at Zeus, which was built in Brazil, you know, that was going to be mostly mountainous terrain, which we'd never done before. And we had a lot of concerns and questions about, how we were going to change the engine to accommodate that. So that's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see that uh, there was a lot of work that would need to be done to make that happen. And they've had time obviously. So I'm hoping that that's, that's going to be a big part or bigger part of what they do. And I'm curious to see how, how it gets done. Yeah. Oh, interesting. They are on PS4 and Xbox one as well. So it's going to be cross platform. That's the right way to do it. Is it? I think so, especially when people can't get the modern consoles. Yeah. Yeah. I, man. The accessibility and distribution is like super relevant to your I agree. success right now. I agree. Uh, mostly. I, I think we're getting close to the time where it's not a foregone conclusion that your game is going to be on older platform, on, on PS4 and Xbox One. You know, I, I thought, and I might just making this up, I would have suggested the first two years-ish is when you continue to support the last gen with the current gen, and then after that, you can go all full new gen. Because we're almost one year deep, and like no one I know has a PS5. Oh, wow. I do. I, I mean, one. I do, thanks to my fiance. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't have gotten one, so, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. But they're also, they're selling out immediately. Right. So there, there's, there's a decent amount of them out there. Um, but you're right. It's that, that is the, the, the eternal problem as far as sales go, right. And recouping your money. But then there's the, the idea of how, how much do you go into making a game that fully utilizes the new hardware without diminishing, you know, making a version that diminishes that just so it can be on an earlier platform, you know? And I think that's, a uh, we're at the point where the, the hardware is powerful enough that we have to have at least those discussions, right. Sure, sure. And there's certainly tech with a PS5 that's um, very next level. That's very cool to see some games using. Yeah. I feel like you almost have to build for the next gen and then find ways to down res it for the current gen. 
that's yeah, tough. I think that'd be the wise way to do it. Yeah. That can be tough. So what, what are you most excited for with Saints Row? Have you heard about any details yet? Like no, you, no. The, the contents of that video is all I really know. Yeah. I, it's mostly the same for me. I, I've heard rumor that, that full co-op and customization are back, which they should be. I hope they are, uh, which mm-hmm. would be a you know, pretty big change from, from Agents of Mayhem, which was you know, a big change that we made on that one. So I'll be curious yep. to see. I, I feel like those are staples of that franchise and that needs to happen, so I'm hoping that's the case. Right. Agree. Man, if that at this point, maybe even go four-player co-op. That'd be really nice. Dude, that would be so fun. Like, the reason that I return to GTA Online at least once a year um, to see some of the new content, well, one, because they release so much content, but two, because I can do it at scale with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, also, I wonder if we're talking cross-platform for co-op, too. That would be really nice. Yeah, that's almost an expectation. Another couple years, and I think that's a solid expectation in our industry. I hope so. Like, it's... (laughs) And well, especially now that Sony seems to be getting more on board with it and not blocking that stuff as much as they did in the past. So, yeah, I'm very excited for Sony's future on that point in particular. Yeah. yeah, You know, it's, it's interesting to see these not triple a games very like very well supporting uh, cross platform. Yep. Uh, Like lacrosse play, cross progression, the whole gambit of cross platform. And then there's all these triple A's that have not embraced it yet. Yeah. It's interesting. It it makes you wonder. I don't know why. Yeah, you know, I really don't know why. I mean, I know a lot of the times it was you know pushed back from from publisher and things like that. Um, but I'm but it seems like the availability is there. So I think it might just be like you know like with uh, accessibility, we need to just make it a part of what we plan to do and put the effort into it. Yeah. 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 Is Rogue Company cross platform? Oh, it's a weird question. It sure is. Is it? You can. Uh, you can. Why is that a weird question? Everywhere. <laughs> it's it's a game you work on. Why is that a weird question? That's why it was weird. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah, yeah, no, we that that team uh, absolutely kills it on tech like that. Nice. It, it was it was a really pleasant surprise to see that go so well. Good. That's awesome. Because, yeah, I mean, you can play on every modern console and Epic Game Store and Steam for the PC side. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Nice. That Steam was a recent addition, right? It was, it was, yeah, Steam yeah. was relatively recent. It was the summer, and um, that's where I play exclusively now. So Nice. I was happy to have it on my preferred platform. <laughs> I know how much you like those achievements. I do like Steam achievements a lot. I wish there was a, a like a software of sorts that collected all my achievements from all my games and then had a social media profile and all these things and you can see where I'm going with this. So unfortunately that did exist. Uh but it did not survive. It's existed more than once really and it's never survived. So I wish, man. I wish there'd be a centralized platform for that stuff. Yeah, I think they were just ahead of their time. I think that need will continue to grow as more people become gamers and diversify all the areas they play games. Yeah, like that, like that achievement, that that sense of like accomplishment and self worth that comes from it. Uh, we can argue how true or false it really is in reality, but uh, feels good, man. And as more people feel good about it, hopefully there'll be a demand to do the thing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's something that obviously resonates more with some players over others, right? And but 
the the importance of that kind of thing is is clear, right? Like the ability to, yeah. if nothing else, look back at your own achievements, right, and be like, oh, you know, I, I completed this much of of what they hoped I would do of this game outside of just you know playing the critical path or whatever. I think that stuff is is really important. Yeah. All right, you ready for another trailer? Yes, sir. Let's do this. I've seen a little gameplay of this before, but I've not seen this trailer. Yeah, this is pretty hype for Metroid fans. Oh, I thought that was it for a second. <laughs> I wonder what technology they're using to make this. It's a really good question. It kind of looks like Unreal to me, but... It does. It really does. Do we know who's doing this? What studio? I actually know. I don't play a ton of Nintendo games, and I've actually never finished a Metroid. Oh, really? Like, I dig the genre. Like, I, I played so many Castlevanias and stuff, yeah. but uh, the theme of Metroid is just never stuck with me. I, I'm mostly that way as well. I played some of the earlier ones for sure. Um, but it's when it went to 3D, that was not as enticing to me. Uh, but this, when I see this, I'm like, yeah, this is much more at my alley. Yeah. Mercury Steam Studio. All right. I don't think I've heard of them. But yeah, it looks fantastic. There seems to be narrative elements of significance that I am unfortunately ignorant to, but seems well directed. Yeah, no, it's, that's an exciting trailer, right? Like it, uh, yeah. For those that are interested in it, it gives a really good kind of, you know, overview of the kind of the feel and the vibe, which I think is a really, really well done there. It did surprise me. I, I thought that, <laughs> thought that CG was it at the beginning. I was, oh no, did I get the right thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the same thing the first time. <laughs> so has there been a the I mean they're traditionally not, but there hasn't been any kind of a co-op Metroid, has there? Not to my knowledge. Also, I'm curious about, you know, that Metroidvania type of game being a co-op game too. I always think of Dead Cells and the kind of stuff they do with that Twitch integration. Always gets my mind spinning about what kind of things you could integrate in that way. Yeah, yeah, Twitch integration is such a cool concept. You don't yeah, see I'm it much on console right. stuff, but yeah. Right, right. Um, I can't think of a single platformer I've played. I mean, oh my gosh, this has to exist. A platformer that was co-op. I mean, Castle Crashers, kind of, sort of. Well, I mean, you've got Little Big Planet, right? Those those kind of platformers are definitely co-op, and the Mario games tend to have some co-op stuff in them now. But okay, but full yeah, on, full on co-op, yeah, is, is less. But except for Little Big Planet, that that game is truly co-op, and even has sections. Uh, have you played any of those? No, no, yeah. I I never had the console. I didn't have like the GameCube in particular, so I kind of missed out on like the 
the birth and golden era of its everything. Yeah. But I'm familiar with it. And a ton of people have told me like, hey, Will, you know, you're into modding and stuff so much and user generated content. You should really play that game. Yeah. Um, so I assume there are good tools over there with that game. Yeah. That franchise. And also the um, the Rayman games. I don't know if you played any of those, but they had co-op in those as well. There was a time where my son was like, you know, from five to 15, where what I looked for was stuff that had split screen co-op, you know, so we or split screen or, you know, couch co-op, and then we could do that stuff. So I played a lot of that stuff. <laughs> a lot of Lego games, all of them probably. Oh, Battle Block Theater. Yep, that's a good one. Yeah, Behemoth really found their niche with those games. Yeah. Castle Crashers and Battle Block and on. Yeah, we played a lot of Castle Crashers, like a lot. Yeah. It was really good. Really, that was Xbox Live, right? It was one of the first really Xbox, good. Or Xbox yeah. Arcade. Arcade. Was it Arcade? On the 360? I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like one of the first good. really good examples of that. Yeah, yeah, that was done really well. All right. Let's see. All right, we're going to pull up this one because I'm really curious to see this one myself. Oh, Super Meat Boy. Yeah, I played a little bit of that as well. And there was a there was a time where Xbox Arcade, like that was the only kind of game that came out. <laughs> you know, it was like that and that Cosmic Jumper and like all that kind of stuff was what, you know, they were coming out with. And it was good stuff, but it was like very, very clear that was the what what was popular at the time. Yeah, That's been like a decade or more ago now, right? Like. That's around 2007 or something. I think so. It was definitely before I um, even tried to pursue being a game developer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's, that's weird. That's how to I kind of categorize my life now. It's like, wait, you know, like basically before and after full cell for me personally. Right. I was like, what was my adult life before that? Wow. And Castle Crashers was my adult life before that partially. Oh. Yeah, Braid is another good example. That was a really good game, too. Yeah, the surge of all, all of those kind of original, super successful indie games. Yeah, Braid was among them. Yeah. And Limbo. Like, man, Limbo yep. was super cool. I really enjoyed that. Yep. All right. Next. The stories you've heard. This is probably my number one game. The island is indeed really a place of yeah, legend. but I'm already biased. I'm like, you know, it's it's what three weeks away, and um, there is power I got to play in one of the previous tests, and well. I, I was sold on the the combat, the gameplay. Really, I All just right. came off of the Dark Souls three but run, and then I got to play in this, and then I was like, oh my god, it's an MMO, kind of sort of that combat style, good enough. Let's do it. I did not realize that. Yeah, I thought it was very. It, it's pretty elegant, um, I think, in its general design. Because you have a small number of abilities that you choose to equip yourself with, as I understood it. Uh, so you kind of have that from like a almost a MOBA feel, like you're only managing a handful of options in combat, and then it's just about doing really well with the light attack and heavy attack rhythm that comes from this sort of genre. Interesting. We can pretend no longer. Yeah, this is New World for those that uh, aren't aren't seeing yeah. it. 
Yeah, New World, doing the mode. And you know, it's rare to be able to take part, and it, someone in the chat has actually said this to me the other day, so it's stuck in my head, but it's rare to take part of a brand new MMO release in the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. It was made by Western developers. Like, it's, that's interesting. Like, you know, you have a ton of Eastern MMOs always turning out, but in, in the West, very rarely do we make them anymore. That's true. That's true. So almost everyone that comes out, uh, I, I try to play for at least a few days. Yeah, it's we're in a different time for that. You know, like, there was that time when everybody was making an MMO back in the, you know, early 2000s. And... Yeah. A lot of them came and went, and there were some cool things that came with some of them that became things that everybody adopted and moved forward with. And I was thinking about the the, the gathering system in EverQuest 2 that then went into World of Warcraft and is kind of now how everybody does it. Um, mm. And it's just there's there's so many little things like that that it's nice to you know that that so much of the of the things that people tried to do that were cool got kind of absorbed into other stuff. But yeah, like. Developing new MMOs just doesn't happen anymore. It just really doesn't. Yep. Like, what's the last Thanks thing that we got board. before this? Like, that was Western. Uh, of an MMO? Yeah. Um, was it Final Fantasy fourteen? Like, this has to be a Western game. System, it's not Western, right? I guess. <laughs> that too, actually. I yeah. mean, Elder Scrolls Online twenty fourteen comes to mind, but there's got to be That's more true. recent than twenty fourteen. Yeah, yeah. So that that would be the last one I can think of. Uh, well, I mean, I guess Fallout 76 is technically an MMO. I'd call that a, an open-world survival game. True, that's true. It's a bit more, yeah. But how many players Which does it an have? amazing update today, side note. Like, oh, did it? Amazingly hype update for Fallout 76. Nice. It's the one where you can host your own servers and customize them now. And oh. then, like, do all kinds of crazy stuff. So, nice. Um, it's not just hosting. It's, like, hosting and changing a bunch of stuff about it. Um. And a bunch of other really great content they launched. So actually, I just reinstalled it today to get back into it. Nice. <laughs> why? wonder why they chose colonialism as a theme. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't really yeah. know much about this story at all. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it is interesting, right? Because, you know, on one hand, it's like, oh, I'm really comfortable and I like medieval fantasy. Where's my medieval fantasy? But on the other hand, it's like, actually... Actually, it's pretty cool to choose this era. Um, there's no orcs and zorks, you know? It's just a bunch of humans exploring. <laughs> orcs and zorks. Man, I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> but, you know, so um, I, I think it's refreshing. Um, it, it might grow a little stale in visual diversity of characters, maybe, sort of. We'll, we'll find out. But, but, yeah, you know, it's pretty cool to try to explore to the new world and all that and then run into... Eternus or whatever this land is called and all the cool stuff that's happening on it. And yeah, like it, the video said there at the end, I think their final closed beta, maybe it's open beta, I forget what it said, is tomorrow. Oh, it's nice. like three or four days. So Interesting. dive in one more time. Oh yeah, Albion Online, side note. And then yeah, Dark Call Rise of Aegon, that's an amazing call out. Um, technically, those are two MMOs from the Western Hemisphere that have come out since ESO. That's true. Yeah. I heard good things about Darkfall, but I never actually saw much of it myself. Yeah, that's probably my fault. Like, I love Darkfall as a concept and stuff, but it, it lacks modern UX, which really holds it back. Ah. If your game is tough to play, you're never going to succeed. That is true. Unless you're like Dwarf Fortress, I guess, but, you know. <laughs> 
clunky ass UI, Richie says. <laughs> yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the combat that you're so excited about in New World. Yeah, so um, again, I just had the pleasure of going through another Dark Souls title. I was going through three. I just got to the end with a good friend of mine. And um, so I was already just like into it. And after, and as I we were wrapping up three, I was like, oh, I got to go back and play the first one now. And I did that. And I was like, oh, I got to play these other games of that genre now. So I've just been really into that combat system. And I, I restarted Bloodborne again on my PlayStation and on and on. Um, and yeah, that's it's, it was just refreshing because New World has... I mean, very specifically, an MMO version of that combat system. Um, again, there's, you know, all these light and heavy attack, like, and I say that more as a concept than as reality. There's all these different types of attacks you can do based on the weapons you're holding, and that can become pretty deep pretty quick. And then you combine that with all these abilities you can equip, and I think there's just, like, going to be a ton of cool combos that people are going to equip themselves with in rock and combat. And I'm excited to see that on a small scale, whether it's us running dungeons or like small scale PVP or something, but then I'm way more excited to see it at large scale PVP because I haven't got to play a large scale PVP game that is an MMO in a really long time that like prioritizes that in their end game in a way that I like. So excited to see this because, you know, if you have hundreds of people running around all instantiating particle effects that are about to do really cool shit in different positions and all this, and somehow the servers are keeping up with that, um, yeah, I'm excited to be a part of that chaos. What did the um has the beta had any of that PvP stuff in it yet? Uh, mm, that's a good question. I don't I don't actually know. Okay. Um, you haven't got to experience that yet though. Yeah, because the, they're so short. Mm. The, it's only usually for like a weekend or whatever. Right. And so yeah, I've only gotten like maybe five, six hours in at best. Okay. So I'm curious, when I think of now I've let, let me be clear. I've only played Bloodborne. That's the only Souls-type game that I've played, but I played a lot of Bloodborne, and I really liked it. Yeah, when I yeah. think of that combat, what I think of is, like, old-school Nintendo pattern matching, right? Like, like the combat is in a way that um, you, you know, you if you lose to this guy, I probably learn something about his pattern, so when I reach him the next time, I'm, I'm more prepared for to, to at least get further in that fight. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about, or what? What like resonates with you out of Souls Combat? Yeah, no, that's a that's a very interesting way to explain it. Um, you 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 blowing my mind with how like old school that that whole explanation was. That's that's awesome <laughs> that you see it that way. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's the it's if I were to truly simplify it, it it it's a tug of war. Right, it, it's a tug of war between position and where you are in your animations versus your opponents and all that, and so it's just the most elegant tug of war experience I've ever had in a video game. So, um, yeah, and I, I tend to just gravitate toward high risk, high reward gameplay in general, so that that feeds my desire for that a lot too. But yeah, you know, there's just it's a dance, it's a dance, it's a tug of war dance. And having to learn all these different animation sets from all these different enemy types, so conveyance, right? Like having to learn every every way the visual, all the visuals are conveying information to me as a user is so so cool. Yeah, man, it's uh, I, I'm 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 a little more interested now after talking about this. Uh, I've been avoiding New World because they were brick in 3090s, but it turns out that was a soldering issue on those cards. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I'll definitely, I'll definitely, do we know what the business model for new world is yet? It's all cosmetic. Um, 
in terms of microtransactions, as I understand, it's pure cosmetics. Now, is it a monthly fee game? Do we know that? I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure they have like a. I I I do not know what I'm about to say, so I'm making this up. But I would strongly assume you would have a VIP subscription model that's optional that gives benefits while making the game. Um, you just pay once to own it. Okay, if that man, I I am not in a place where I'm going to put a monthly fee on a game. It still pains me to do it on Final Fantasy 14. I'm just saying, like I feel like we've we've moved past that. <laughs> So why don't you want to support the game, dude? That's that's not what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know me. I love I love I love supporting games. I, I always pay free to play stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, I, I just as as someone personally, whenever I'm paying monthly, like just to have access to something in my mind, I feel like I have to do it in order to get the value out of it. And so it feels like yeah. a chore to play that game at times because I, I get driven by value instead of enjoyment. Whereas if it's a free to play game and I do it as much as I want, and then I have opportunities like with ESO, I can pay that monthly fee. If I want to get, you know, uh, better experience, you know, extra in-game currency, that kind of stuff. That's a choice I can make month to month if I want to just to get that benefit, you know, sure. but it's a choice instead of a, a requirement. It feels different to me. Okay, so it's the perception, really. Yeah, yeah, no, it I is. Mean, that makes sense. And for me, like my the first, I don't know, World of Warcraft from day one until Cataclysm launched, I was an active player, and I, I, I want to say, suffered from the same perspective of if I'm paying fifteen dollars a month, that's fifty cent a day, so I need to make sure I'm getting my money's worth by logging in and investing, blah blah. And so I was in that irrational loop. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, but in my in my recent years, I don't know. I tend to be subbed to like two to four MMOs at a time. And I, I haven't really, it, it doesn't drive my behavior on playing or not. It's definitely a holdover for me because, yeah. you know, when I was playing the height of MMOs, I was in my first few years of the industry, you know, I had a young child, you know, I was watching money, right? So like paying for something that I wasn't getting full enjoyment out of or utilization of was, was important to me. And I, I know now that that's a holdover of that because that's not like, 15 bucks a month is not something I, I ever care about now, unless it's something like that, which is really, really strange. Word. I need to think about that more. I'm going to have to talk to my therapist about that. Yeah, no, it's, it's thought provoking <laughs> on my side too, actually. But here at the same time, like, like, like you said, I'm all for supporting things, you know, like, uh, any, any free to play game, I usually end up paying a lot more than, than I should, honestly. But also like, you know, throwing subs at my friends and stuff like that. I love doing that kind of stuff. So I'm wondering why this feels yeah. different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any other new world thoughts? Um, you know, one of the one of the other, I guess, features they have is going to be you join one of three covenants, I believe is the correct count and name of them. And you know, you kind of fight on their side. So kind of like picking alliance versus horror or whatever your example might be. And um, so that's interesting. They have a really cool quiz you take, you know, which a lot of games have done. Like what covenant would you be a part of? And, you know, me and a few of my friends all kind of got the uh, companies. I'm sorry, companies. I've been playing World of Darkness stuff a lot. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, uh, 
it's cool because they all have, you know, they're, they're pretty deep personalities and perspectives on things and like none of them are wrong. Right. So it's a, it's a great, uh, hopeful lesson for people to obviously see, you know, like, Hey, all these different, uh, groups are fighting for what they believe in and it's not really a right or wrong. It's just what they happen to believe in. And so it's cool to let that kind of perspective fuel, uh, battle in these kinds of games, I think, because like, you know, the quiz told me I'm going to be the dark secret of edgy boys and, and of course, of course, that's what my quiz would tell me. So, you know, I'm going to join that one and we're all going to be, you know, sneaky little, I don't know, edgy boys. We'll see what happens. Send me a link to that quiz. I'll be curious yeah. about that one. <laughs> yeah. And then as some of my friends were taking it, they were also getting that same result. So it was just fun. It's also like reflecting. It's like, oh man, I, I am that stereotype when the questions they're asking me, but here we go. So, yeah, I usually fall firmly in one of those things as well. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you'll be in the same one. Probably so. It sounds like yeah. it. Yeah. They're intellectual. They're they're pretty academic too. They're they're smart. I'm just blanking on the name. But yeah, so you know that'll be fun. Uh, that's cool to kind of have identity because you know early game I perceive it as I'm I'm kind of establishing my own identity as a player and as a character, and I'm learning what abilities I want to prioritize, what weapons I want to prioritize, just all the combaty stuff. And yeah. By late game, it's like okay, I know who I am. Now, who are we and, and where are we going to fight out of those principles? And so, yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Do you have any idea what they do if like a majority of people pick that company? I, I don't, but that, that, is the, that is definitely the fear to have. If I was a designer on that team, I, yeah, that would be a very scary uh, potential. Because even, you know, like WoW Classic's gone through that recently with the Burning Crusade. Almost yeah. everyone went Horde, and then it's like, lol, Horde can't get Battleground cues to pop now. They can't even PvP uh, in an instance way. So, But I played Alliance, so I didn't have that issue. But, uh, but I never win, so there's that. Um, <laughs> that was the trade-off. It's like instant cues in Burning Crusade to never win, or do you want to wait an hour to very likely win? That's interesting. Uh, and that's a tough problem, you know? Like, I, the, the, that, the designers behind that part of the game, I, you know, they've, they've tried things out. They've tried to be like, well, what does Horde versus Horde instancing look like and all these other things? But, but that's, that's, compl that's a very complicated problem to solve. It and is. I do not know if New World has a solution for it. If I remember right, Dark Age of Camelot had a thing where the low population would get, like, XP bonuses and things like that to encourage yeah. people to come play there. Um, and that, that, I think that kind of thing can help, but also they had three factions, right? When you got two factions, that's a little more difficult. So you said this one has three, right? So that, that'll help them. Yeah. I think um, three is the magic number, yeah. which I mean, you know, has been proven by so many games from dark age of Camelot to elder scrolls online and plenty of others. Yeah. Um, three is great because of the obvious, you know, sentiment of if one is super powerful, the other two are going to team up against them. And that generally yeah. balances itself out. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Man, I'm I'm I really miss Dark Age of Camelot PvP. That was the game that I played the most PvP of of any game in my life. I did it a lot, and I loved it. But I was yeah. also a stealther, and I could run around by myself most of the time, which was that's how I like to roll. I'm patient too. So yes, I I am not a patient person in these games. Give me the big pew pews <laughs> or the tank. Uh, and, and honestly, I've, I've grown to enjoy healing and support quite a bit in my last couple years of playing the genre. I, I avoided healing like anything else. I tank all day, but I never wanted to heal. But uh, yeah. 
I appreciate everything but stealthy gameplay now. So <laughs> interesting. Again, I say appreciate. I just I don't have the patience. I don't I don't want to set it up. I just want to run in and do fun stuff. Yeah. And let you flank from behind with your stealthy stuff. And then you can have your moment after I have mine. It's really funny, though, because what you described is what I do get enjoyment out of that. No, totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and therefore we compliment each other. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. All right. I'm going to have to give it a good look because now I'm curious. Yeah, and again, the, the next the next and final test is tomorrow. So if you wanted to pre-order it, um, you could access this. I, it may not even require pre-order. I have no idea. But but yeah, I, th I think it's worth checking out for sure. Well, if they uh, don't have that. a monthly fee, which it sounds like they don't, I will probably almost certainly pre-order it anyway, just so I can check it out. Yeah. But. All right. Why don't we look at... This new uh, Horizon game. Ah, oh, I've heard of that. I hear good things. No, I, I, I love the first one. Um, I've, I've just also downloaded the Horizon Zero Dawn on my Steam to play for the second time. So oh, nice. I played it through the, on the PS4 and it was fantastic. I'm here today to share some exciting news. Yeah, I played about, I played four or five hours of it. I didn't get very far into it, but man, I was impressed with what I saw for sure. Giving you a glimpse of you should it's play it all. I do need to finish it. Showcasing exciting new elements like swimming. Yeah, Gorilla is killing it. Expanded melee combat and more. At that time, Horizon Forbidden West had just passed a major milestone. Yeah, they know what their version of quality looks like, and they really understand their identity. Yeah. If we would be able to polish the game to the level of quality that we strive for, it's no surprise that our teams were hugely impacted by the global pandemic. We've been adjusting to new workflows and other challenges. Yeah, I've got a dear friend on that team that's super happy over there. Oh, nice. Are they distributed or are they all together in a studio? They're pretty adamant on being in Amsterdam. Are they? Yeah. It's probably not a terrible place to be. Yeah. Man, February as well. Whoa. Early next year. Remember when there was nothing in the early part of the year when we were growing up? Ever? That's true. It, it was Q4. I mean, sometimes Q2, but usually Q4 was yeah. everything. Oh, yeah, they did have really good bow gameplay. That is true. Yeah, it's definitely the, like, Huntress fantasy that they nail with the gameplay. You know, yeah. You've, you've got the range stuff. You've got the melee stuff. Um, the Tripcaster gameplay in the first one took me a moment to really understand how to optimize. But once once I figured it out, I really, really enjoyed it. Did I pull up the wrong thing? Was there was that what they showed? Or was there something else? I don't actually remember how much they showed this time. I, I've, I've kind of just watched all the media around it, so it blurs. It looks like that. that's what was there. Um, yeah, I, I think the main purpose was just to say the date. So yeah. Okay. Which, man, that's becoming a recurring theme tonight. Early next year, February and yeah. March are going to be nuts. Which means time-wise, I'm going to have to pick, you know, the top two or three that I want to tackle during that time and then decide if I wait for the others to go on sale later or what. Right. Or you're just going to be so in a new world, you won't care about anything else. That doesn't sound like me. Word. <laughs> I, it's really funny because one of the things that I'm realizing about myself in this 
in this stage of my life is I, I do one of two things. I either play a little bit of something enough to get it and move on or I really get into it. So there's a chance a game like new world could absorb me. And then I will, but when that happens, I forsake everything else. And that's, yeah. uh, I try not to do that as much anymore just because I don't have as much time, but man, it's uh it's tough. Cause when you really get into something, especially with an ADHD brain, you really get into it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and, uh, new world felt amazing on the controller. Oh, that I was actually going to ask about that. I'm glad you yeah. said that because, I am at a place where I think I'm going to start using controller more just because, uh, you know, when I, I my, my, my philosophy has always been, if I'm on PC, I want to use a keyboard and mouse. Like that's kind of where my, my head was. And for a long time, good controller support on PC wasn't a thing like up yeah. until, you know, early through the first, you know, part of my gaming career, but now everything plays about the same. So I'm, uh, I'm going to try doing some more controller stuff. Cause I feel like for me, it'll, it'll be more accessible. Like I, I always can just tinker with what controller buttons do. I don't need to know what what's happening on the keyboard for everything else. So, yeah. And actually, the the chat calls out a, a really important detail, which I did experience in the last test. So the new world is not supporting the UI to change. They'll let you like use the controller because it just kind of came out of the box and worked, as I kind of sort of rumor mill heard. And so they're not like turning it off or anything. They're just not dedicating any UI to it, which I bet they'll change their tune on. I bet a ton of people are going to want to play this with a controller because like, how do you not play a Dark Souls game with a controller? Yeah. If you play a Dark Souls game or just any Souls-like game with a keyboard and mouse, uh, kudos, but I do not understand you. Um, <laughs> that genre is literally meant for a controller in every way to me. So, so yeah. Um, hopefully so, they realize the error in that. So to be clear, what you're saying is the screen would still show the key mappings the, the controller would just work. Correct. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, you know, I mean, once you figure it out, <laughs> I don't need the screen to tell me press F to interact with the environment sure. object, right? Like I know, oh, that's B on my controller, done. Right. But, um, but yeah, there'll be a learning curve. I'm going through that same learning curve with um, Blood Hunt that just launched, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. They oh. also don't have any UI that supports controllers, but controller works, and so figuring it all out. I, I don't understand that philosophy. Like it's it's super easy to know when a controller is plugged in and then swap to a different UI set. I feel the same way. And most I engines mean, have it built in. Reason, but like, yeah, it's uh it's interesting. There's so many macros. There's no way to map it on a controller. That's true. Like if it's a macro based game, I can get that. But at the same time, I feel like you could probably assign that stuff to a button potentially. But they just got to support it. You know. Yeah. That is interesting. Man, early next year is looking to be something. Uh, did CryEngine have native controller support? In the, I don't know. I don't know if they did or not. I mean, Crisis worked on a controller. I can't think of a game older than Crisis off the top of my head that definitely did. Well, I mean, we're also in a case where... I. I Today, you almost have to be at least thinking about putting your game on a console as well. With as powerful as the new consoles are, there's almost no reason not to do it. Sure. Um, but man, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. It's It feels very elitist. It feels very, you know, PC gamer for the win to not, you know, to not have uh, that kind of consideration. Yeah, I mean, 
I imagine there's just got to be some sort of risk being mitigated with, with this decision. I just don't know what that risk is. Yeah. That's, uh, that's really interesting. I've got a couple of friends that work there. I might ping them and just ask what the, what, yeah, why what's you going do on this? There. Yeah. Why you do this? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to check out this trailer. Uh, ne we, neither of us have mentioned this game yet. It's called giants uprising. Oh yeah, it looks but good. I've heard some good things about the trailer, so I want to check it out. Here, it looks amazing. A lot of guys missed the standing target. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, I'm sitting there thinking, huh, why is this door about the size of this giant? It didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I expected him to burst through the wood, though, right. not take the entire structure down. People saying this game has like real-time destruction in it and that sounds amazing that is cool yeah um, where did those arrows go props to an engineering team that can make destructible environments perform like yeah i can't even imagine the problems to solve there wonder if they use unreal's chaos engine that's a good question
Oh, now this is an interesting thought. If, if this is how you think about traps in this game. Yeah, like how fun would it be to be a level designer? Yeah. With like just, oh yeah. All the problems you could create for the player to solve with that. Gamer, we're not sure how much is destructible, but I heard people talking about it being a part of the game, so I'm, I'm curious to see. Strong boy, that's right. Oh, there's a demo? And it's in February, of course. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I didn't know there was a demo. They're going to be fantastic time to be a gamer. Oh, man. Except for your wallet. That's, yeah, uh... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that sucks about you know, things coming out that time of year is, you know, you can't ask for it for Christmas or get it for someone for Christmas. So that makes it tough. True. But I don't know, man. Valentine's that's a Day present, dude. What's that? Valentine's Day present. There you go. That's right. <laughs> that's right. The wallet's never one of the best parts of being a gamer. That is true. How you doing, buddy? Good to see you. <clears throat> Yeah, level. So I can tell you from designing for Red Faction Armageddon that uh, destructible environments are a pain in the ass to de to design for, just in any yeah. form. Like it's it's a lot to think about, just down to simple stuff. Like we often have enemies spawn in buildings, come out of doors, spawn behind things out of view. Those tricks are all gone when someone can come in and destroy everything before that enemy spawns. So there's a you have to think about it very differently for sure. Yeah, the more broad scope the destruction, the harder to design. That is absolutely true. Like, you almost have to build around, you know, basic needs of gameplay that don't, that, that rely on the world not being there at all. You know, it's, it's wild. Absolutely wild. Any other thoughts on that? Have we had many games where we play as a giant? No. I mean, not at no, that it's scale, really for sure. Cool perspective to have. That's, that's really interesting. Like, and you know, with something of that size, you almost have to have destruction for it to feel right. So Correct. it's going to be, yeah. uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to download that demo and try it out. That sounds really interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Same. All right. You want to check out some dying light? Ooh, that's my number two of the event. What was number one? New world. No uh, world? New world. Okay. All right, let's look at this. Yeah, and this game was supposed to come out Sometimes back Sometimes I wonder what this so city looked like before all this. It's taken about an extra year or so. Probably. I have no hours. problem with that. <laughs> yeah, same. People had their yeah, ambitions. I, I'm so excited plans, for this to be done right. Yeah. No, it's all gone. The yeah, I plan on putting a group started. together, maybe a couple groups together, to play through Dying Light 1 again before all this. This city. Let me know when you do that. I haven't played through it yet. They tell me they oh, had a vision. It's so good. It's such a good co-op game. Oh my they gosh. It, this so is one of my favorite. Dying Light 1 is like one of my favorite games of my life. Ones. It is. It is top 10 of my life. Wow. Okay. I think it is exceptionally well done. I, I like nailing parkour with the first person camera has got to be one of the most challenging things to get right. And they yeah. got it right in my opinion. War broke out. Was it a little bird? Met a broken leg. Hope died. 
Ooh. It's another case of like endless level design potential. Like oh yeah. Do almost anything if your character knows how to parkour. Let that happen. Oh. What? Did they have a grapple in the first game? Oh, yes. Yeah? It, it kind of breaks the game when you get it, but yeah. <laughs> Looks like... I wonder if you start with it in this one. That'd be interesting. Like, in the first game, you only have access to melee game, melee weapons for, like, the first third of the game or so. So after a while, you're like, man, this is really only melee weapons. And then enemies start having ranged weapons, and you're like, oh, that's that's not cool. <laughs> they just they unfurl combat depth so well in the first one so i'm really confident in this team interesting yeah Techland is uh really cool they say that great change is what? a series of small gestures how about this series and the audio the sound effects are so good by Techland too that it's nice and crunchy in all the right ways yep kind of combat it 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 uh, emphasizes the 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 moments that matter. Yeah, yeah. And that like slowdown effect it does in some yeah. moments, um, that works really well in co-op too. Interesting. Like you might be experiencing that moment, and like I'm not, but somehow it works out, and it just it, it all works out and feels great. Huh. It's on PC as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where I played it. It's on Steam, and um, it, the first one again, it, it's a great game. Highly recommend. Highly recommend it and all of its additional content, including the uh, more recent Hell Raid DLC that came out. Yeah, um, they kind of took a, a a little fun spin on what would happen if we took this combat system and put it into like a like a dungeon, just like oh. a medieval fantasy dungeon of sorts. And what would happen if we then started adding different like layers of depth to that um it's a, it's a pretty quick experience so far but they've been adding to it over time so interesting yeah, big fan of Techland. and there's a mobile app a mobile game for dying light one that works with it really well so you can be doing your gotcha you can be getting your gotcha on on your phone without spending a dime by the way completely free and awesome nice and then be taking uh the rewards of that and pushing it to your pc that to me well. is is peak mobile app for a game Please peak right and like yeah. no one else does it and and uh it's it's really good it's really well done man like if i can sit on a toilet and do things that will impact my in-game experience later that is that's the yeah. dream i love it the dream i love it so uh b gamer yeah the this game is it's cross it's uh gonna be on previous gen and current gen so you'll be yeah. good yeah looks good is it um you said you're playing through with friends how many people can do that is it four player um, it's four player co-op yeah okay and i had like six or seven people show interest last time i brought it up and now you're showing interest so yeah it's like i'm going to it's, it's like i'm trying to dungeon master multiple campaigns um <laughs> but it's very drop in drop out which is amazing so like if we were playing one uh, night and it was your campaign the rest of us can truly drop in and out and it will not upset your flow and progression really? whatsoever uh, so characters maintain local progression but then we each have our own campaign which makes sense and you know any progression, let's say we both started new and we were playing on yours. My campaign will also progress like yours because we happened to, because I wasn't ahead of you already. Interesting. So there's, just, there's a lot of like well thought out content. I was going to say that that takes a very clear and well thought out plan to make that work. 
So, yeah. so assuming you have a high level character right now, let's say that's the only character you have. And we start a campaign with me starting the campaign. If you jump in with me, what does it do to you as a player? Does it down, down, it does nerf me some, yeah. okay. All right. I'll still be scaled in the sense of like, I'm optimal for where we are in the game kind of thing. And you probably aren't optimal uh, yeah. at first with your gear and all that, but, but yeah, it definitely so, keeps it somewhat cool. So like puts you at the top of the cap like as you go Sometimes through. I will like one shot stuff in yeah. this example, but usually it, the other times I've done this, it has not been a problem. Gotcha. There's enough zombies and enough things happening and all that to where uh, skill will carry you more than a well-leveled character. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I I played through the first hour or so of Dying Light the first time, and I can't remember what got me away from it because I remember thinking it was really interesting. Uh, are you playing it with a controller? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Parkour game on a controller, first person, absolutely. Though, it feels fine on the keyboard and mouse. But, I think that's what I was doing before. But Yeah. But no, traversal with the twin sticks is just, yeah, that's my definite way to play that. All right. Very good. All right. I've got two more games on here. The next one is uh, Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. It, Forza is such a strong franchise. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Horizon and specifically for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the multiplayer stuff that's happened over the past few years has been really strong. Nice product placement. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. That, maybe that doesn't say Bronco. Does it say... Is that an A instead of an R? I can't tell. I didn't notice. Oh. Yeah. It may have been a play on it. But yeah, just all the environments and all the fun stuff. Like, oh... I don't give racing games enough time. I don't uh, either. My gaming time, but every time I'm playing one, I'm Here just so into control it. of the 2021 Ford Bronco Badlands, atop the tower. These games are so beautiful. Just yeah. unbelievable. drive on a volcano <laughs> what what all right their season changes too are really nice yeah they've really nailed that do you tend to play in this third person view or are you a first person driver um it depends if I'm trying to be, if I'm trying to really succeed or not. So if I'm trying to succeed at whatever I'm doing, third-person camera, definitely I need the environmental awareness to just do better. Okay. But um, if I'm just truly messing around, first-person can be fun. Now, if I'm playing like a, like a, why am I blanking on this? Like an F1 kind of game experience. Yeah. I will stay first-person. I think that's so super fun. So true racing, you do first-person. Yeah. Like street racing. Yeah, yeah. Basically, if, if it is just a controlled track that I can learn every turn to, then first person has a lot more chance for me. Yeah. <laughs> Shane says, nice whiteboard. Nerd. I threw in the nerd. <laughs> it is a nice whiteboard. So now we see the 2020 Corvette Thank Stingray you, tearing up the asphalt. <clears throat> the dust storm I, I am about to get a board like that for my office here as well. 
This one was sweet because it, it was like a $600 board, but it was on sale for under $200, and that was like one of the stipend things. And I was like, yeah, I'm just buying this really cool whiteboard. That's how I got my new chair, the stipend. Yeah. <laughs> you know, companies, all the companies I've, I'm familiar with in the game industry seem to have done really well on that. Yeah. Like everyone's really hooked their work from home people up with what they need. Yeah, definitely. And for me, I just need a whiteboard so bad. I, I live by whiteboards in one side. Yeah, I get that. I wish I had a digital whiteboard, one that I could scroll on and because there's things I want to do that take up more space than I can put on just a whiteboard. Miro.com. What's that? M-I-R-O Miro. Miro uh -huh. is like, I, I live on Miro for digital whiteboards. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, no, it's like super, super cool. I mean, it has some competitors. You can figure out which one you like more, but um, Miro's done well by me. Interesting. You're gonna make a whole wall of magnetic whiteboard? That's not a bad idea. That is a cool idea. Yeah. That was Actually, that's a, a pretty cool idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can make it work up here, but I'm sure it was an actual Bronco since they're throwing Porsche on here. They, they yeah. do a lot of those uh, collaborations with vehicle companies for this. You, you have to, right? For, for, you know, dare I say, for car people uh, to overgeneralize, like they're going to appreciate this, right? Like I appreciate the hell out of this when yeah. I see any of the brands, even the brands I don't like. Because, yep. like, if I didn't like Porsche, for example, I'd be like, ah, oh, damn it, now they're, now they're using Porsche. But, uh, you know, you, you get a reaction, is my point. You get a reaction out of the car, folks, one way or another. I agree. So, Shane just asked, how long does it take a, to boil an Italian sausage? <laughs> I do not have an answer for you. Yeah. Nor do <laughs> I. He's probably about to try to cook that. <laughs> and these games are just so beautiful. That's that's always the look at the frame rate. Just yeah. So nice. No, it's fascinating because like it it's still the same fetch quest style. It's like, hey, go from your current position to that trigger volume way the hell over there. Yeah. But enjoy the ride along the way. And well, that's the thing. The ride is the enjoyable part, right? Like it's just a reason to go somewhere. Yeah. You know, like, like I can do this without having a point to go to. Yeah, yeah this is magnificent. And, and they do such a good job of like, how natural it feels to to take the turn that's ahead and and the you know they, right. they've really perfected like the distance you need to know when things are coming and and the blur effects that don't you know distract you from what's important like that, man they've they just continue to get better yep what they've not shown yet is multiplayer type stuff too much that was one of my favorite parts with this is like 
when uh, my son and I would play separately, we would see each other in the world, like digital recreations of our paths, you know, running through races and stuff. And that was always really cool. And on the final leg, we have yeah. the stunning Mercedes AMG one at full speed across Mexico's- Oh, with next gen haptics. Yeah, that's a good point too. And also, it's worth saying this will be on Game Pass. You know, like spoilers. Such such a good deal. <laughs> yeah. In fact, um, maybe I'm blanking on a couple or something, but I wonder is Forza the one major racing franchise that is not owned by Electronic Arts now? Oh, Gran Turismo isn't. Oh yeah, that's a good call. There's another one. Yeah. That that's the two. You know. Uh, you know. But yeah, EA with Need for Speed and Burnout, absolutely. Their acquisition of Codemasters. Yeah. Which was like the entire F1 side of things and more. Yeah. Well, and all the EA stuff is showing up on Game Pass now. So. Right. Oh, there you go. If you if you like racing games, that's all you ever need is the yeah. Pass. For now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I guess Gran Turismo is a... Is this still a Sony exclusive? What's that? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen anything about a new Gran Turismo for PS5 yet, have you? No. Well, well there's the PlayStation show tomorrow, so maybe we'll see something then. Yeah. That's uh, 1 p.m. Pacific, I think. Yeah, 4 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. I will definitely be watching that one. Man, these games... Just so beautiful. That That's the thing I can... They're super beautiful and the controls are just so intuitive. Like it's just so much yep. fun to play. Yep. Man. All right. The last one I have on here is Call of Duty Vanguard. Oh, but, okay. But yeah, the, we can we can chat about that. This uh it looks like a, a long preview, but we can uh I don't know anything about this, actually. I haven't seen anything yet. Yeah, so the whole thing isn't like a cinematic. So the first bit will be this, and then people will speak. So we can probably skip the people speaking part. Gotcha. Is this a uh, is this sledgehammer? Uh, or do we know? Which year is it? It's. I've lost count on who's up next. Let's. Uh, we just Taylor? had Treyarch, right? Did we just have Treyarch? Okay. Or, or did we? Who, who did modern or Cold War? <laughs> I, I don't yeah, even I, know now. Yeah, no, I've confused myself. Oh, it's Ra Raven is doing one on their own now? No, no. Ravensoft is relevant, but I don't think they're the only studio. They, I, they I usually support all of them. Oh, it is Sledgehammer. I was right. Okay, cool. Man, I worked with a lot of those sledgehammer guys at EA. Really good group of dudes yeah. and gals. People were not super happy with the last, the last one from sledgehammer. To his advanced warfare, right? Future, whatever. Well, this is, is this like World War Two? Uh, correct. Yeah. Okay. Which is interesting, right? Because if you look at Call of Duty Warzone and how it's kind of become the metaverse of Call of Duty, 
It's like, how, how are they going to reconcile this? That's a good I, question. I'm just curious to see how they pull it off, yeah. This is, uh, they did advance them over too. Yep. It's a good looking game. Yeah, it looks great. The voice acting is strong. I think the storytelling is going to be fantastic. Well, it's got Laura Bailey, right? So, you know, they're right. at least in the right, the right neighborhood of voice acting. Yeah. Now she seemed really excited to get to do this, but she always seems really positive and excited. So yeah. she's, yeah, she's awesome. She is. I agree. Yeah, she's one of those I really hope to get to like interact with at a conference or something one day. Let's make that happen. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. They were like, I no. knew exactly where that shot came from. Yeah. Just saying. Like eight of them turned just lasers. Yeah. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> Like that shot is probably so loud in your left ear if you're down on the ground. I've like no way, but it's cool. It's Hollywood. I get it. <laughs> Shane has an interesting idea in the chat. The yeah. Apollonic Wars. That'd be an interesting time period. Imagine reloading. So there is like no in-game indicators during combat. I would have a very hard time seeing the enemy, unfortunately. Yeah, in this setting. They may have some really cool accessibility bits though. I hope so. Yeah, but I'm with you. The color palette, you, you're correct. They blend in. I mean, that's kind of the point. It is. Reality. Absolutely. But, yeah, they blend in really hard. That's that, that whole you know, realistic versus fun for me, right? Where I need to be able to see what I'm doing and it's hard for me. So I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll lose a little immersion if it helps with playability. It's uh, you know, what's interesting is the, the layouts and the movements has a little bit of a feel of a like a dishonored game to me oh, i can see that the style not so much obviously but just like the, the at least maybe the way that they're presenting this it does yeah yeah i, I totally see what you're saying No, this is a Call of Duty Vanguard. Deathloop is coming out soon, right? Yeah, yeah, Deathloop was part of Gamescom. Um, I, I want to say February, to be honest, but I don't actually. I'm Man, sure. that game is looking really cool. I'm, I'm really excited for that. We got some dear friends working on that. Yeah, so we do. Excited to see their, their new stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it comes out September 14th. Oh, it comes out in six days, my bad. What? Oh my gosh. It seems shame. like that's not hyped not enough. Right. Yeah. 
I'm I'm more interested. I mean, Deathloop will be great. I, I'll check it out. But I, I want to play that. Um, what was it? The vampire one read something. Something red. Oh, I don't know. The other, someone in chat can help me out. But yeah. It's also an arcane game, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Um, they're four-player game. Uh, yeah. Crap, what is that called? It looks super fun it from does. a gameplay perspective. It does. Redfall. Redfall, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. That, that uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Uh, Deathloop is mainly done in, uh, in the... Is it France? Is that where their other studio is? I think that one is the France location, right? Yeah. In Paris. And yep. then I think, yeah, Redfall is Austin. Right. Question for you both. How different do you look at games when you know your friend or someone you know has helped to make it? Um... I mean, I guess, you know, bias is a thing, so I probably am positively biased to it a wee bit, knowing someone... Well, that depends. I have people I care about a lot that I may or may not think are good at their job, technically, so there's that, but for the most part, yeah, I get pretty excited. Um, I'll give it more attention, that's for sure. Yeah, I'll definitely pay more attention. That's, that's a good point. Especially if it's something I wouldn't normally play. Right. Then it's multiplied value, yeah. Definitely. I'll also tend to give them feedback. Like if I see a trailer or if I get to play a demo or anything like that, I'll, I'll make sure that I find opportunities to at least tell them, you know, what I see in it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't think it really, I, I mean, although I probably also more likely to buy it too, just to support them. Right. Unless it's an MMO with a subscription. <laughs> I didn't say I won't do that. I just said it, true. it true. Like, hurts my heart. Right. But if I had a friend that was working on it, there'd be no question. Like it would, it would definitely happen. So. Good, good. But yeah, honestly, uh, B Gamer, like, while it's cool to have friends that work on a thing, what what you'll learn uh, throughout you know these next few years of your career, like. Uh, there are so many people that contribute to one of these games. Yeah. Like so many people, and you might even think you understand that you don't like so many people. Yeah. So it's, it's a team effort is an understatement. It takes a lot of people to pull this stuff off. So if like, you know, Jameson was working on this, uh, there'll be very explicitly specific things that he did. Right. Um, right. And that, that it's just a, a slice of the huge game. That is true. Man, that's uh talk about a cinematic experience. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. That, that's such a strong, yeah. Yeah, like I'm mostly interested in Vanguard for the campaign. Um, and then whatever happens with Warzone with it. I really like Warzone. Um, well, you know, yeah. coming out, so it's, it's funny because the thing that... I've been more closely associated with after over the last few years is, is the, you know, the, the esports side of it. 
And, sure. you know, I'm curious to see what their multiplayer is going to look like. I don't, I don't play it a ton myself, but, you know, hearing people talk about, you know, and seeing the competitive scene and being so close to that, you know, for, for a few years there, I'm really curious to see kind of what, what that looks like, you know? Yeah. There's a new game mode that they're trying out with this too. Um, I think it's called Champion Hill, something like that. Oh, yeah? It's like, um, what was it like? Like a small-scale free-for-all. There's there's a blog post and stuff for it. But it, it basically, it's sounds like it's trying to take the strengths of a Battle Royale, but still kind of sort of keep it quick and turn-based and fit into the Vanguard structure. So it'll be inter- interesting to see if that uh, takes off like they think it might. Yeah. I've not seen that particular game mode in any game ever. So it's it's neat to see. Oh, all right. And it's honestly neat to see an IP like Call of Duty kind of take a chance and try something out like that. Yeah. Not that they have anything to lose, but yeah. Something that's not the same old formula is always refreshing. Well, I mean, that's kind of where they've gotten to, right? Or or have have over the last few years they've done a lot of the same. And so it's interesting to see doing something new like that i'll be curious to see how that turns out yeah Hmm. but you know props to them for figuring out their formula like they they deliver oh absolutely their formula absolutely across multiple studios and every year right like it's yeah that's impressive (laughs) it's very impressive (laughs) you know technically most of them get two years to work on each game they do but I just, but sorry, I just still, meant it's like... super impressive, to be clear, yeah. Well, they found a way to put one out every year yeah. without making the game built in a year, right? That's, yeah, that's uh, very smart. And doing it at, at that quality level across all, you know, each version. Because I think they're technically now doing, like, each studio gets three years, right? Because there's three studios leading a development. Uh, Treyarch and Sledgehammer. Is Infinity um, Ward not one of them now? Well, Infinity Ward, yeah. Right? Yeah, I'm just... Blanking on, yeah. I think I think they have all three, and then with Raven supporting all three, I think is is where they're at, right? As far as far as I remember, last I remember, that was sure. kind of where they were at. It's a good model for them and a humongous money maker. Yeah, so, <laughs> it's a they figured something out there for sure. Yeah, and I mean they released something that converted me. I I never really appreciated Call of Duty until Warzone. Yeah. Like I'd owned a couple modern warfares and stuff, and I I understood why it worked, but it just wasn't my kind of game. And yeah. then Warzone really adjusted it, and now I like a lot of them. I need to play some more Warzone. I only did it in the beginning, and uh, that's becoming such a big staple. You know, like it's uh, interesting what that's becoming. Yeah, again, I it really is like the birth of the metaverse for that IP. Yeah, and the metaverse concept is. Uh, just now starting to kick up so they're kind of ahead of the game yeah well there's been a lot of talk of like you know when each release happens is it going to impact warzone and i don't think we know that answer yet right like is is this going to create new maps for warzone like is it anything at all or is warzone just like its own thing that's going to kind of evolve and this stuff happens ancillary to it like i'm not sure if i don't i don't think we know the answer to that yet do we well, we, we know that the past two Call of Duties uh, have significant influence in Warzone's content. Okay. And we know that this Call of Duty, if you pre-order, you get Warzone content. Okay. All right. But What kind of content? Set, Is it maps uh, and stuff? Weapons, cosmetics. Okay. Is there just one map in that game? 
Uh, Verdansk is the main big map, yes. Okay. But they've done a lot of really clever things of using different pieces of it in different ways. And it, maybe they've had other geography, but not that I've got to play or remember. Interesting. You know what happened? Uh, we, we ran out of time. We ran out of time. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Calculated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's funny that we literally watched every trailer I had pulled open. So that worked out perfectly. So Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you joining me tonight. I know we've talked about doing a portfolio review maybe the next time you're on. So we'll, we'll talk more about that and uh, see if we can line up some portfolios to look at and give feedback on. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. You know, one of my favorite things about GDC <clears throat> um, has always been something that's called level design in a day. And it's on the Tuesday of GDC every year. And over lunch at that level design, so so Mondays and Tuesdays at GDC are like eight-hour workshops and yeah. tutorials and all that. And um, so for the level design one, they always take like a 90-minute lunch. I want to say it was 90 minutes. And all of the speakers, the panelists, instead of going off and having a lunch break, they stay right there. They have uh, like conference associates might bring them their lunch or whatever, and they sit there, and they just give portfolio feedback for that entire time. Wow all these different people and it's just it's such an incredible thing which sparked the idea of you know we could probably do uh, you know our version of that and collect some portfolios of folks in the chat and stuff and yeah have a good time learning from each other so yeah who spearheads that at gdc who, who's in who does that who owns the level design in a day yeah. bit yeah do you know i want to say that's joel burgess okay um, i was wondering if that's the one stone LeBrandy does i no, Stone Brandy is part of the game design workshop, which is Monday and Tuesday. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. He and I worked together on the Simpsons game. I really like that dude. Yeah. No, he's a legendary name in game design now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I'm going to jump off here and say my goodbyes. I always appreciate having you on. It's always fun. And uh, we will work out the next time. And I will talk to you soon. Appreciate it, buddy. Cool. Take care. Later. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, you can join us live every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv forward slash Jameson Doral. Every Tuesday, I'll have a new podcast episode ready for you. Be sure to follow me on all of my social media using the links in the show notes and join the Dev Team Discord to be a part of the conversation anytime. We'll see you soon.